This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to LedmanRow.com. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This is Spencer Holbrook. This is Talking Stuff, the Ohio State recruiting podcast brought to you by Buyers Automotive. We are back out here at Ohio State. It is day six, day six of Ohio State's one-day camps. We are just about wrapping up the first session here in the morning. And nothing really going on here today. Addison Nichols finishing up his official visit shortly. Billy Shrouth on his official visit as the Buckeyes work in some midweek officials. There's a lot of stuff, though, to talk about with the past weekend with Wilfredo Ibar, the defensive lineman from Connecticut. And then we're going to look ahead a little bit to JT Tuomaloa's arrival on Thursday at 5.10 p.m. from Seattle to Columbus for the official visit that everyone's been waiting for. Spencer, let's talk first about... Uh, the weekend that was, and then we'll dive into the weekend that will be. First and foremost, the, the name that I think is being bantered about the most is that Wilfredo Leibar. He's a 2022 prospect who at one point was the number four ranked player in the class of 2022. He's now reclassifying to the class of 2021. That appears to be the move. He's got an official visit scheduled to USC this weekend, and a belief around here is that he's going to end up at Ohio State. And I know a lot of people are like, what the heck is that about, right? Like, what does that mean? They're going to feel bad about JTG? Does that mean that things are changing? And folks, it's real simple. If you look at the Ohio State roster, look at the defensive line depth, and boy, oh boy, there's going to be some major changes in that room after this coming season. A lot of attrition is about to happen, and not just attrition as in like transfers or guys yeah. you know, leaving the program. I think it's just going to be natural. You look at Tyreek Smith, you've got guys on the interior, Haskell Garrett. All of those guys could potentially leave after this uh, year. Let, let's go down the list. Let's go down the list. Zach Harrison could leave early. There, there's a belief that he will. Javante Jean-Baptiste could leave. Uh, and Tyler, he looks different. Tyler Friday so, yeah. could leave. Haskell Garrett will be gone. Teron Vincent could leave. Um, Tyler, uh, Tyreek Smith will be gone. Um, Jaron Cage will be gone. There is a laundry. Uh, Antoine Jackson will be gone. We're talking eight or nine off, eight or nine defensive linemen that are going to be leaving the program after the season, and that really leaves a very um, scarce cupboard for for Larry Johnson to try to refill. And I think Ohio State obviously they're waiting for JT Tuomaloa to see if he's going to be one of those guys. But even if he is. There's a need for another defensive lineman in the 21 class now because they don't want to have six defensive linemen who are freshmen in the 22 class because you're going to need someone that's had a year of development in the program, and the Buckeyes would rather develop from within than go out and try to find a transfer. Yeah, and you look at the, some of the guys on the roster that you're talking about are like, you know, Ty Hamilton, who's yeah. starting to develop. And and guys like that are going to be coming through the pipeline, but also you need those that top-level talent that Ohio State is accustomed to grabbing and when, if you can get a guy who reclassifies yeah. and and to add him with Jack Sawyer, with Michael Hall, with JT Tuimaloa, if that happens, that could be a a massive haul for this 2021 class to really start to develop. So when those 2022s come in, you talk about guys like possibly David Hicks and those kind of guys. Well, it takes the 23. Well, 23 but, yeah. but yeah, when you talk about different guys coming in the next couple classes, your cupboard could be restocked. And then you yeah. could really start to build from there rather than you know stress about what's going to happen. Do we need to go to the transfer portal? That's a guy who Larry Johnson didn't truly develop. It, there's a lot of different factors that are that are going into this decision yeah. i think it could be really beneficial for the buckeyes now, ibar is a six foot four 260 pound defensive lineman right now 
And again, like I said, he was a top five ranked player when the when the initial rankings of the 22 class came out. And whether it's because he plays in Connecticut, whatever, I mean, he didn't really get a lot of this, the, the, the momentum um, that stayed with him. He only played two games last year because of Connecticut's COVID rules. So it's an interesting name to watch. He, like I said, he is still visiting USC this weekend. That's the expectation. So I don't know that any sort of announcement is expected before then, but it, it, it's worth noting that Ohio State is going to pursue that and he may be more valuable to them now as a member of the 21 class than he was as a potential 22 recruit and so um you know just keep an eye on that uh, i think that you know as far as that goes the rest of the visitors last weekend it was not really a group that the buckeyes are going to push for any of those guys it's, it's sort of a lot of um you know the the curtis neal types who are maybe i don't want i don't like the term plan b's i don't like the term you know backup plans but they're, they're certainly not the guys that are at the top of the board, like Hero Canoe, who is now that guy, um, you know, uh, with, with Caden Curry coming in next Tuesday, with a lot of these other things happening. I don't think that there's a push being made for Curtis Neal. So if he's still making a decision on June 27th, which it appears he's going to based on his uh, Twitter uh, activity in the last couple of days, I would expect him to end up at Wisconsin. But there's plenty of defensive line options for Ohio State out there, including Chris McClellan, who will visit next weekend. And, you know, we could talk at length about that. But let's talk about the most important things because again we're at camp this is going to be another one of those abbreviated type shows this weekend there are three official visitors that i think have a major impact on ohio state um, of course the first is jt tuamaloa the second is dallin hayden the third is kojo Antwi, the wide receiver uh, from georgia and then i guess i'll throw a fourth on there which is cj hicks making his official visit because CJ Hicks is making his official visit the same weekend as JT Tuomaloa for a reason. Which, yeah, and it, it's kind of dumb luck, I guess, because he was supposed CJ Hicks was supposed to make that official visit the first weekend yeah. with all the other commits. Something came up, he couldn't do it, but then it so happens, oh, I'll just reschedule when JT Tuomaloa is going to be here. It's absolutely massive. Ohio State, you don't say that Ohio State needs to roll out a red carpet for a lot of guys just because it's Ohio State. Yeah. They, the red carpet rolls itself out. No, Ohio State has to hit a home run on this visit, and I think C.J. Hicks will be one of the leaders that helps them do that, and I think that could be crucial. I think you could see C.J. Hicks play a big role in what happens this weekend. I think it's funny, actually, you use the term roll out the red carpet. I was actually specifically told, and this is something that doesn't happen often, by one of the assistants at Ohio State that they are going to roll out the red carpet this weekend because, and they, and ironically, it was not just for JT Tuomaloa. It was also for CJ Hicks. That's the name that was brought up to me. They said, we're going to roll out the red carpet for him because they understand the value of CJ Hicks in this class. I got to see that firsthand this past weekend in Bradenton, Florida at the Under Armour Future 50. CJ Hicks was everywhere. Like he is, he is the most popular guy. Like people just love the kid and, and he's really, you know, you look at like what a class leader is supposed to be. And not only is he, you know, a five-star player and a top 15, top 20 player in the country as a football player, he's just a kid people love. And the biggest thing that is the craziest thing for me about CJ Hicks is he wasn't that when he committed. He was a top 200 player, top 150 player, but he wasn't the five-star top 15 player in the country and people still just gravitate toward him and then that the the legend of him almost grows as his recruiting ranking continues to rise he becomes more of a household name in recruiting circles and to have him in your corner at all stops at every major camp the future 50 at official visits unofficial visits every game day he'll probably be at to have him there is going to be crucial to what they're going to do in this 22 class especially because every class you expect the quarterback to take the reins yeah. Quinn Ewers just does not speak as much and that's not a bad thing at all we've talked about it ad nauseum CJ Hicks is the leader of this class yeah. Qu Quinn's been here the last two weekends and, and really started to 
tighten those bonds that he has with the guys in the class. And you start to see what's really developing this week in Atlanta. So tomorrow, C.J. Hicks flies to Atlanta for the uh, for the Rivals Five Star Challenge, where Dallin Hayden will be, and then those two will come back to Columbus essentially together. And Dallin Hayden is a guy that I've talked about a lot in the last few months is a, a top of the board guy for Ohio State. He is the top running back target for Ohio State right now in the class of 2022. And he went to Notre Dame last weekend. They've always been sort of the number two program in this battle, I think. I think most people have realistically and understandably noted that Ohio State was probably the favorite. Notre Dame pushed. They made a real battle of things. And so it's going to be very important for Ohio State this weekend to make sure that they don't let up on the Dallin Hayden thing. Because, you know, the Buckeyes canceled the, the official visit for Nicholas Singleton. Um, Omarion Hampton, who's visiting next weekend, is, you know, still more than likely going to end up at North Carolina. And so now if you don't get down, Hayden, Tony Alford's going to have to go back to the drawing board in a major way in 2022. Yeah, and, you know, they did. They also hosted Gavin Sawchuk, one of the number, right. one of the top five running backs in the country for the class of 2022. That visit, as people that I talked to, they said it went better than they expected. Yeah. He was a little more open to Ohio State than they did expect. But, like you said, Dallin Hayden is option one and one A and one B. Yeah. He is they're all in on Dallin Hayden. And I think that's a that says a lot about what they think he could be. And I think that says a lot that that he's making the visit this weekend with CJ Hicks, with JT Tua When you roll out the red carpet for those two, you can also do the same for Dallin Hayden. I think it's a big it's a bigger weekend than I think yeah. we expected. The, the thing to with Sawchuck is that people aren't expecting him to make a decision anytime soon. Dallin Hayden, there's an expectation that a choice will come shortly after the Ohio State official visit concludes. And I think it's it's gonna be an Ohio State or Notre Dame fight. I still think that if you're looking at it from a, a perspective of an Ohio State started the week before the Notre Dame visit, Ohio State was here, Notre Dame was here. Maybe Notre Dame pushed it to here and here. So Ohio State either needs to drop or or just, you know, stay ahead. Stay ahead um, to be that team. And I, I think that eventually that relationship with Tony Alford will still win out. But Notre Dame is, is a program that should be very difficult to recruit against. I mean, it, let's be honest. It's a great historical program. Their academics are obviously great. Um, well, Two college football playoff appearances. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're getting ready to see each other on the field the next couple of years, 22 and 23. It's it's a it's a budding rivalry in a way yeah. on the recruiting trail. It, it's it's you know it's a more of a testament to what Ohio State doing on a recruiting show, who they're recruiting against, because really ultimately Ohio State, their biggest competition right now, what they're selling in this program is competing against Notre Dame and Clemson, not competing necessarily against Georgia and Alabama, which is the two programs that they're fighting for uh, with Kojo Antwi, the wide receiver from, from Georgia. Texas A&M's involved in there as well. He's made official visits to all three of those. He visits Ohio State this weekend, and I think that he's the domino for the Buckeyes when it comes to what happens at wide receivers because they have three commitments at wide receiver. They would like to take a fourth. Kojo Antwi has been that guy for a while now as the, the, the guy that's been circled as the, the top addition. And if the Buckeyes can come out here and really blow him out of the water, I think that they can still get him. I know a lot of people have sort of written them off in that battle, but I don't think that's the case at all from talking to people this week. It seems like they think that there's a shot, uh, and he wouldn't be making that visit if, if, if there wasn't. Yeah, you talk about the other two programs, the other programs he's with, Texas A&M, Georgia, Alabama, you're going to have to reel him out of the South. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to do. And that's another thing, um, we keep talking about it, maybe that's the theme of the episode, you really got to show what, what you can become here with JT, with CJ Hicks, with Dallin Hayden, Kojo Antwi. This is a, a weekend of the full court press is back on. The, the first weekend it was there, the second weekend was a little less low not as low energy but a little less now you got to ramp, ramp it back up and really 
you know, start grinding on uh, capping this class off yeah. in June with a bang. Yeah, and, and there's a couple kids that are here on campus today that Ohio State is going to really try to apply some pressure with uh, as well, and, and we can talk about those. The first one is A.J. Harris, the five-star 2023 cornerback from Phoenix City, Alabama. He's been at Clemson and Notre Dame in the last week. I, I've been a, a staunch believer that Ohio State is not just involved here, but probably the team to beat for A.J. Harris. And now things have started to level off a little bit with those visits to Clemson and Notre This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Notre Dame, again, I think that those are the programs that you're going to always consistently hear Ohio State competing against on the recruiting trail. And then you have Mateo Uyungle here. Today, uh, Ernest Green, the, fi the five-star, in my mind, five-star offensive lineman from St. John Bosco out in California as well. I think the Buckeyes, and this is going to sound crazy, I think the Buckeyes lead for both of those kids right now. D uh, you know, with Mateo, the younger brother of DJ Uyungle, the quarterback at, at Clemson, I don't. it's way too early to like make predictions, but I think the Buckeyes are in a really good spot there. Uh, he's here today with a big group of kids from St. John's Bosco, including Ernest Green, including uh, Rayshon Luke, a really interesting running back prospect from California in the class of 2022, who maybe is like, if the Buckeyes did miss on Hayden, maybe a guy that you could see get into the mix. But, you know, overall, today's real intrigue is going to be with the group of guys that work out in the afternoon. There's a big group, as I said, from Bosco. Then you have the uh, A.J. Harris workout, Mateo and Ernest Green are going to work out. Uh, and really, Chase Basantis, who is a, a very highly ranked prospect for the Buckeyes in 23, I don't know if he's working out. He is here, but we haven't seen him yet. So it's just one of these things where there's just so so much constant movement. And then for the second straight day, we'll probably see Sonny Styles. Yeah, Sonny Styles will be here again. Another huge deal because just because he's from Pickerington does not mean that that's an Ohio State lock. And so I think another visit and another workout here is going to be crucial for the Buckeyes as they try to take the lead early in his recruitment. Yeah. I, and that's, you know, there's a crystal ball out there for Notre Dame now. And, and it's one of those things that I think people need to understand what those that feature is really about, which is to draw a conversation and drum up attention. It's not to say that Notre Dame isn't in a good spot with Sunny Styles because they are, but there is no way that they're in a better spot than Ohio State right now. Both of those schools are, are at the top of the list without question. Sonny Styles, I, I know the arguments. Like, you know, I know his brother's there. I know that they like Marcus Freeman as a family, but they like Al Washington as a family too. His dad played here. He lives here. He grew up dreaming of playing here. There's a lot of things that weigh in the favor of both schools, and it's way too early to get really involved in thinking when that's going to end. But to suggest right now that it's a done deal, either way, shape, or form, is, is I think, a little narrow-minded. And Marcus Freeman's going to coach two seasons at Notre Dame before that happens. Yeah. I will personally be stunned if he's still there when, yeah. when Sonny Styles signs on the dotted line. And so I think this If Marcus Freeman's still there in two years, then the his job was done poorly. Yeah, that, and that's exactly right. So I think this recruitment is going to see a lot of different twists and turns over the next probably year, yeah. maybe a year and a half. I don't think it's over at all. I think that crystal ball, like you said, to drum up some attention, to cover it, that's fine. But 
this this recruitment is just now beginning and Ohio State gets a second workout with him gets gets a little bit more teaching from Matt Barnes from uh you know from he, Kerry Cole from Washington. Washington Barnes Al Washington Larry Johnson he's going to work with them all yep. and he's going to get a lot of one-on-one -on -one attention from Ryan Day like he did on Wednesday on Tuesday when he was here visiting with his cousin so you know I want to wrap up because again folks I, I know you guys like the longer shows and I'm sorry but you know we got work to do um the 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 week is really underway, okay? JT Tuomaloa arrives Thursday afternoon, 5, 10 p.m. is what I've been told uh, at Columbus International Airport, John Glenn International Airport. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, hey, if Buckeyes fans want to, like, make an impact, show up there. <laughs> let, let the kid know that, like, hey, we're, we're, we're serious about getting you here. Fuck. Don't make him, no, don't embarrass yourselves, but, you know, support the kid. Support the program, I guess, if you want to, whatever. Uh, who cares? It's a public space, right? Sure. It's rush hour, though. That's terrible. It's the full court press. It's yeah. the red carpet. It's all hands on deck. Uh, it's JT week, finally. After so many months yeah. of discussion about nothing, Berm, there's finally something to Speaking talk about. Speaking of discussion about nothing, and we'll talk more about JT Tumaloa in the next couple of days and when Spencer and, I, Spencer and I have a chance to sit down after the, the visit happens. Walter Nolan did visit Ohio State on Tuesday, and you know he stopped by here on his way to Ann Arbor where he's having an official visit with Michigan. It shows a couple things. Yes, there's at least still residual interest between Larry Johnson and Walter Nolan, okay? It is not expected that it means anything. He's not taking an official visit here. He has official visit set to everywhere else. I think really ultimately Larry Johnson is hoping that he can plant a seed in Walter Nolan's mind to make him say, I can get something out of Larry Johnson that I can't get anywhere else. And I'm telling you folks, and I don't like to blow smoke up kids' butts because it's not my nature, but... Walt, watching Walter Nolan at that Under Armour camp this past weekend, you will, he is an incredible prospect, like a, a generational defensive line talent as a defensive tackle. And for him, it's really about finding out what he wants out of this next couple of years of his life. And, and I think that's ultimately the big decision. I don't think that he's a kid. I think he's a slightly, conf, I don't want to say immature, but like the process, he's really enjoying the recruiting process. And I think you have to just figure out what's important and what's not. And, uh, you know, you can get it. He's, he's going to end up being a day one NFL draft pick at Florida, at LSU, at Tennessee, at Georgia, at Michigan. Wherever he ends up, he's going to end up being a day one pick. Now, the question is, what really matters the most over these next couple of years? Is it having a good time? Is it development? Is it getting... You know, NIL money, like what, what matters? Uh, and I think that that's really the conversation that Larry Johnson tried to have with him on Tuesday. And the biggest thing is we see a lot of times these guys start the recruitment process out and it's all fast paced and, yeah. and they want to see everything. And then when it comes down to it, it's do you want to make this decision and, and have this kind of experience or do you want to make this decision? And sometimes these guys grow up between the ages of 16, 17 and 18, because yeah. we have to sometimes remember these kids are 16, 17 and 18 yeah. years old. The, the real challenge here is understanding. And I think Ohio State does a, as good a job as anywhere in the country of, of showing kids that they are not like everywhere else. And you could take that for whatever you want to take it for. They, they don't have the same priorities here that a lot of schools that they're competing against on the national stage do. They're, I mean, look at the photo shoot stuff that they do now. It's just that red backdrop. Everyone's like, oh, that's ugly. That's terrible. Yeah, they could have flashing neon lights or lasers or what, like, who cares? That's not what Ohio State's about. Nope. And if that's what you're selling as, the, as your program, you might be focused on the wrong things. And Ohio State is trying to focus on the right things. And I don't know necessarily that it means anything. I, I don't think it means anything. I, act, I mean, I hope it doesn't mean anything or else I'm going to have to eat a shoe on our show. <laughs> 
because I've already said there's no way Walter Nolan ends up at Ohio State or I'll eat my shoe on Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Letterman Row and Byers Auto. And I don't want to eat my shoe. Nope. But, you know, at least maybe now I have to at least consider which shoe I would think Left about Left or right, bro. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But the last thing that we've heard a couple different times from people we've been talking to around camp is that, you know, you can't fake real on the recruiting trail. You can't fake greatness. Yeah. And Ohio State has real, their Ohio State is real on the recruiting trail. Ohio State's great on the football field. Well, and it's two things they don't have to fake. They're not just going to be flashy. They're not going to be here and trying to tell a kid, uh, sell a kid on dreams or, or hype. And that's, and it's something that, you know, they used to have to do that they don't feel like they need to do that anymore. Um, Ohio State's interest is, developing people and developing families and working with families and recruiting families. If you walk around and you see the kids that are here, the, the real recruits, not just the kids who are camping and, you know, kudos to them for coming out here and doing the work and trying to get attention. But the kids Ohio State's recruiting, they it's not just recruiting a player. Like they have the entire family here. The, the entire family is showing, is being shown everything that the Buckeyes are trying to do. And that that's really what they've tried to make a, a differentiator between this program and everyone else in the last decade. And you'll see, you know, how that plays out. But for Walter Nolan specifically, for JT Tuomaloa specifically, we'll see if it makes a difference. I mean, the Buckeyes obviously are competing against the best of the best programs in the country for those kids. And so you just take your best swing and see what happens. Yep. That's it. Spencer Holbrook, Jeremy Birmingham. This is Talking Stuff. Thanks for watching. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply